Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast. We're on episode number 18, and as always, thank you very much for tuning in and giving me your time. Hope you're enjoying the episode. Still getting a few messages here and there via LinkedIn and iTunes, uh, giving some positive feedback. So I appreciate all the people who are sending me messages saying they're enjoying the shows. And if you are listening, please send me a message on uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, or email. uh, And I'd love to hear from you. It's always good to know that people are taking my information and using it or just... um, connecting with the people that I'm speaking to. So great to see that this podcast is growing. And last week, um, touched on uh, the retailer and the supplier and five um, kind of key insights into my experience. And today it's just myself and the microphone um, giving you the insights into how I spot trends and opportunities and which platforms and uh kind of ways I uh, I suss out um, where a trend is in its maturity and which products to attack next. And you'll be pleased to know that all the platforms that I use don't cost a penny. Uh, all it costs is a bit of time. And if you love the industry as much as I do, then it doesn't even... Uh, become work it actually just becomes what you do on the sofa at the end of the night so really excited to show you uh, and tell you um, my ways of sussing out trends and opportunities and uh, it came to me in a very random place Uh, so bear with me I'm not a complete weirdo but the idea for this podcast actually came when I was on the train last week Uh, as weird as it sounds, I find myself watching people um, eat. Um, and the train is a perfect place to spot kind of the ever-changing consumer. Uh, so bear with me. Don't tune off just yet um, because of this weird comment. But I get the train every morning. I love getting the train. Uh, it's 50 minutes of peace. Um, I can get on, listen to my audiobooks and... While I'm standing there, I like to analyze passengers' habits, and anyone can do this, whether you're in the fashion industry or whether you're in the makeup industry or um, tech industry. I'm in the food industry, and it's a perfect opportunity to to watch what people are having for breakfast, especially on the way into work. Um, I always question have they just purchased it before they got on the train or is it handmade? Is it in a Tupperware? How big's the Tupperware? What ingredients are they adding into the Tupperware? Uh, saw a lady the other day eating hard boiled eggs, which I was pretty impressed with. And, uh, yeah, she was cracking away at these eggs. Um, something different. She wanted the healthy option. Uh, no one bats an eyelid when someone's stuffing uh, a Big Mac down the face, but for some reason people bat an eyelid, uh, someone cracking open an egg, uh, which is one of the most nutrient dense products in the world and eating it. So well played to her. Um, something a bit different for a, a, a breakfast commute into the city. Um, but yeah, I look to see kind of what the healthier looking people eat compared to the overweight, obese people. 
and kind of which brands are they shoving down their faces and um, which ones are they proud to showcase on a busy train. So all these questions go through my head and we're talking half seven in the morning here. So a lot goes through my head while listening to um, the numerous books that I'm listening to and enjoying at the moment. And all these questions go through my head uh, throughout the 12 stations that I have to go through before I get off. And hopefully you're still listening and not thinking I'm some train creep. Uh, but this episode, not only do I discuss kind of more about the retail, uh, about the consumer, sorry, but how I spot trends and opportunities through the numerous different platforms that I use, uh, not just watching people on a train. So these methods that I use can be used whether you're a large multinational business or just someone who wants to create a product in their kitchen. The process is the same and you'll be pleased to know that the process I use is free. Uh, I don't pay for one of these processes and it's not let me down yet. And hopefully if you speak to people that know me in the industry, I've, I uh, I enjoy, I love what I do. And I also believe I, 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 I'm uh, pretty good at spotting trends um, and opportunities. So I'd love you to take on my advice and um, we can go into kind of, yeah, the platforms that I use. And the first one is Instagram. As as silly as it sounds, Instagram is an amazing platform to, to spot trends. Um, you just need to stop looking at all the dumbass celebrities uh with the fake lips and their asses out and pay some attention on kind of what's trending and what people are advising um so yeah instagram one of my favorite platforms um i believe you can use instagram in three ways you can use it to escape your current life and follow a host of people who always look happy but deep down inside they're probably very miserable but I'll leave uh, I'll leave that for a behavioral therapist in another podcast um, number two you can use it to promote yourself or a business um, and number three uh, which is how I use it is to follow and research trends and opportunities within the food industry so that I'm staying ahead um, within my working environment and I I genuinely love what I do. So researching products, brands, and ideas, I don't see that as work. I just see that as something that I do in the nighttime um, just to relax, to be honest. And I follow a full spectrum of sources who I can use to see if anything is gaining momentum. Uh, these sources go through kind of a BEM filter. They have to be genuine sources and they have to be genuine people. Uh, what I don't want to do is follow idiots who promote products uh, for their own benefit. I don't want to be following wannabe celebrities who sell skinny tea or detox shakes or fat burners or anyone who sells Herbalife supplements. So if you do follow these people, um, please just unfollow them or block them. Um, they're an absolute idiots. So... What you want to do is you uh, you want to start by following people who are at the base of your foundations of the trend. So for me, food industry, I follow strength and conditioning coaches. I follow overseas distributors, fish, fitness professionals, uh, nutritionists, independent health stores, whether it's in Australia, but also in every different country I can find the key independent health stores. 
I follow supplement companies. I follow bloggers and insight platforms. When, if you get one, yeah, one category of those people, you, you're not going to get a good distribution of kind of what's trending. But when you put them all together, you see um, different uh, crossover categories talking about the same products or what's trending. So take, for example, keto. Strength and conditioning coaches were talking about the keto diet eight years ago, nine years ago. And they were saying they were using it for athletes to try and find a different way to kind of help recovery and um, shift um, stubborn weight loss, which um, was just kind of a new tactic. Then that led into nutritionists. Nutritionists were talking about keto um, after these guys because they were seeing it as a trend and clients must have been coming up to them asking questions. So they were talking about keto four, five years ago. And then the bloggers kick in. Then the supplement companies start tapping into kind of, you, you just see a little cheeky product pop up here and you keep an eye on it. And then before you know it, more and more, and this little ripple effect um, happens. And then before you know it, health stores have picked up a, a product, whether it's uh, locally or in a different country. Bloggers are posting about it, reviewing it. And as you can see, all these kind of uh, link in, but it's it's finding those those products or ingredients or brands that are making these kind of ripples. The other benefit with Instagram is you can easily track trends. It's as simple as a hashtag. All you have to do is put hashtag and whatever you want to track. So take, for example, if you're in the world of keto milkshakes and you want to see how many people are searching for uh, that trend, Hashtag keto milkshakes in the search bar and before you know it, you will see how many people have used that hashtag uh, in the past and kind of all the other options that they've used as well, whether it's hashtag keto shakes. Um, from here, you'll be able to follow people for inspiration. You'll be able to track which flavors seem popular, visit the cafes that uh, might be adding this hashtag uh, keto milkshakes into their posts. And then what you can do is look through the comments. And this is something I like to do. Yes, you get a lot of dickheads uh, posting crap in comments and you find some funny stuff too. But what you get is a consumer's view if um, someone is selling a product of what they think of the actual product. So here you see kind of people might ask for flavor, uh, different flavors or kind of going, oh, I'd love this product, but can you do it in a smaller sachet instead of a larger pouch etc so here you can tweak your concepts and just do some key uh, research before you've even spent a penny instagram is great and another one uh, which is great is google trends so www.google.com forward slash trends and i just love the simplicity of this platform um i don't go into it into too much detail it's kind of i use this for top line uh and what i want to do is just kind of see what are people searching for and where is it in its maturity stage kind of have i missed the boat or is it still too early or what are the other components that they're searching for uh when looking for uh something so yeah, I use it more for like self-validation. Um, sometimes a trend could be at concept stage, but 
I guarantee when you go on Google Trends, someone has already searched it, and I guarantee it's not just one person. It'll be a host of people. So then you can see kind of just how many people are looking into the the product or kind of the the thing that you're looking for too. So I just gave it a little trial before I uh, hit record on this podcast. Um, what I wanted to do is went on Google Trends and I wanted to see what the top food searches for was in, in 2008 were in the US. So all I did, hashtag google.com slash trends and typed in um, food and then a couple of clicks later, I now have the top ten um, food searches. So I'm gonna gonna go one to ten because this is really interesting. So number one is unicorn cake, um, and you might be going, "What the hell is a unicorn cake?" But when I was in the US for Expo West, um, there was a lot of unicorn products and. Whether that falls into birthday cake as well, um, but that seemed to be flavor of the month um, over in the US or flavor of the year kind of thing, as you can see in um, different uh, products. But unicorn cake was number one. Number two was uh, romaine lettuce, which is a very random one. Um, I literally do not know where that comes from. I don't know if people were just wanting um, to know about it or if uh, someone had mentioned it in some sort of diet book. Number three was CBD gummies. So the cannabis oil gummies uh, was making some traction there, which is uh, unbelievable to see because that would have been a brand new one. And CBD oil, as we've mentioned in previous podcasts, I believe is going to be absolutely huge. And... uh, more on that um in future podcasts i hope i'm trying to get a few guests in that space number four was keto pancakes number five keto cheesecake number six was neko waffles uh don't know what they are uh oh sorry wafers neko wafers i need to look into that one number seven is keto cookies number eight keto keto chili number nine keto brownies so you should be knowing in 2018, the keto trend in the US was flying. So this just validates uh, the power of keto and what products people are looking for. So and number 10 was, I, I don't have a clue what this one is, but I'll, uh, I'm going to look into it. I believe it's kind of like a, a, a spice, but it was uh, Go Shujang. Um, so... Yeah, if anyone's listening and uh, has played with this ingredient, uh, let me know because it's a brand new one in my eyes. So I've missed a trick there or something's uh, kicked off somewhere and uh, I don't know what's going on. So they were the top 10. So even just by that, how interesting is that that people are searching for this? So if you're, if hopefully anyone from Greens, if Greens are listening, uh, who are a huge pancake um, manufacturer in Australia, they should be smashing out the keto pancakes in their MPD uh, and taking it to the big retailers. So if not, I will be doing it soon. So um, let's uh, let's see who gets there first. But yeah, that, that's a that's a great opportunity. Keto cheesecakes, another one, and keto brownies. Um, very simple and uh, yeah, really interesting. So that is just one way to look at it uh, as well and just kind of self validation. 
the next stage that I use. So we've done the Instagram, we've looked into Google Trends to get some ideas. And then what I do, which I spend probably around 50% of my time on, is looking at blog posts, uh, LinkedIn articles, searching for podcasts on um, food and nutrition and kind of um, different trends and trying to find the gurus. I like to find the people who are building these small tribes and these small tribes then turning into kind of mainstream. So take, for example, the first person that comes to mind is Sarah Wilson, uh, the founder of I Quit Sugar. She has built a tribe on people trying to avoid sugar. Uh, and, um, well, a few years ago, she quit quit sugar so i hope she's enjoying sugar now uh, she deserves it uh, everyone's happy when they've got a donut down them so but she built a tribe off a small um belief of hers and has made it mainstream and has taken it to the supermarket so she's built that but um yeah just one point of a guru in action you just have to find these people that have a absolute passion over something and they're not hard to find. It's literally a click of a button and before you know it, people start mentioning the same names and you start following them and then you get to see kind of what their tribal people want, whether they want recipe books or whether they want certain products and you can then follow their recipes and you follow their fan pages, etc. And... Uh, like the Google search before, I can assure you that when you're thinking of a new opportunity, someone is already thinking of it. So it's so easy to find information and these gurus who um, are writing about stuff. So never think that it's niche and oh, no one will have touched this. Get as much information as you can. So from here, you should have a real good idea about what's trending, who the consumer is, what the feedback is about what's already out on the market or what people are saying about this product. Should have a good idea about uh, the opportunity and where this could go, how early it is in its uh, life cycle and the potential market it could go into. And just remember, all these tips have not cost you a thing. It's just cost you a little bit of uh, time um each night and if you enjoy searching for that particular topic uh it you should have enjoyed it so um they are the top kind of ways that i look to see where information is being uh, passed on to and where um noise is being created over certain stuff and i've got a i've got to uh, announce it and i've got to talk about it but if you have um a subscription from Mintel, then these guys are already over it, uh, left, right, and center, and they've probably already discussed it four years before you even thought of it. So these guys do a tremendous job. I'm lucky enough to have a subscription there, and they just smash out the 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 charts and the insights so in such an easeable way. So I'm not being sponsored by Mintel. If they do want to sponsor me uh, or sponsor this uh, podcast, please get in touch. Uh, I know a few of you, so hopefully you are listening. Uh, Even just a bottle of gin now and then, I'll take that. But if you do have a Mintel subscription, then this is kind of like the the golden nugget. This this will really um, hammer home kind of where the trend is going or which flavor, ingredient, and what 
other brands are doing around the world, just not in your local area. So yeah, have a little play around or uh, get in touch with them. And one thing I just want to hammer home is if you're going to the supermarket and seeing a trend in a supermarket, I guarantee you are at least two years too late, minimum. Yeah, you might even be five years too late in some cases, such as the keto diet. So always look at the supermarket as this trend has now gone to the masses. Um, that's what they want. Supermarkets want to sell volume. Um, they don't want to sell niche products that take up shelf space and only sell one unit in a blue moon. Um, so if you're using supermarkets to, to validate um, your thinking, uh, please don't use all the, the stuff mentioned and you'll you'll be one step ahead of uh, the market. Well, not if everyone listens to this, everyone will be uh, in the same playing fields, but it's up to you to do the, the effort. I do about 30 minutes a night um, and more at the weekends. Uh, so yeah, you've got to enjoy what you do, to be honest. And I hope you have enjoyed hearing that. Uh, it might have been a little bit of a ramble, but that's kind of what I do. Um, and after that, there's still so many more steps that you need to take into consideration. But you kind of get a sense. You kind of, the more you do it, the more you look into kind of your world, the more you start to see where the changes are happening. And just keep at it. Uh, you might not notice things all of a sudden, but maybe six months later you're going, hold on a minute, yeah, more and more people are talking about that. And I remember seeing um, so-and-so on Instagram talk about that, or I remember seeing a brand post about um, anyone's opinions on X uh, or ABC, whatever it is. So just play around. It, it, it's not let me down. I uh, I get really good um outcomes from using the uh the mentioned uh tactics in the podcast and then from there it's all about putting it into a business case and kind of sussing out the opportunity and if it's viable and where it is in the market so or where where it is in its life cycle so i hope you have enjoyed it and as I said at the start of the episode, we have got some great guests now back on board. Now I'm back in uh, normal working life. And yeah, next week, uh, yeah, off to see uh, the great Adrian Chester, who is the owner of Flavor Makers. Uh, we've got an evening date at the head office in Brayside. And I can't wait for you guys to hear his story. Like I've, I've met him on several occasions and... It's just unreal. He's got fingers in all pies, but I guarantee that you've ate something if you're in Australia. Uh, even he's got products in the UK and Europe, to be honest. So wherever you're listening, um, you've probably had a Flavor Makers product. If not, you've had a product which has contained a Flavor Makers ingredient in. So great episode coming and a load more guests to come on. So. Hope you're all well. Again, please leave feedback, send me a message, subscribe. And, uh, yeah, if you're on iTunes, leave some, uh, leave some feedback on there or give me a rating out of five stars so that I can keep climbing that ladder. And, uh, we will see, uh, see where we can take this podcast. So thank you very much for listening and have a great week or weekend whenever you are listening to this. Bye bye. <laughs>